is listening, guys. Welcome back. My name is Grayson Mann. This is the Man with a Plan podcast, episode 79. Guys, if you haven't checked out our previous interview with Barrett Carter, Clemson linebacker, representative of the Orange team for the spring game. By the way, Barrett, if you're watching this, shout out. You balled out on Saturday. We're going to talk about the spring game in a second, but thank you for coming on, and thank you for tuning in to these last couple episodes. It's been kind of all over the place with interviews with Bo Collins, and then we had Barrett Carter. Just a lot of great stuff has been happening. So I'm really excited to get back into the swing of things. We're going to talk today about the spring game for Clemson. We're going to quickly touch on Dwayne Haskins just for a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. And we might do a draft preview, depending on how things go. So stay tuned for that. And this week's going to be a little busier for me, so I'm sorry if this episode feels shorter potentially just depending on how I feel with conversation I got a couple exams coming up so I just want to be able to get that done and put it aside so I can focus on this as finals come and everything that's starting to roll over for the spring and the summer super excited about it but thank you guys as always for tuning in I just want to first by starting off the show by sorry for the shaky cam right there but I want to start the show by uh I just want to extend my condolences to anybody who's grieving right now with Dwayne Haskins situation. I'm super sorry that it, this turned out this way. It's, it's extremely tragic. Um, just overall really saddened by it. it was a great quarterback, a great guy, an Ohio state legend. I remember watching him at the Rose bowl him balling out really great quarterback for Ohio state. So if you're grieving going through this, it's just a really unfortunate time. So I just want to say that we're praying for you hoping that everything's going to be okay. And we're with you every step of the way. If you need somebody to reach out to, you can always reach out to me and I'm here to help you in any way possible. But after that, it's really just don't be Adam Schefter on Twitter. That tweet, just really, I had to get it out. But regardless, hope everybody's doing okay. Say Say I love you to a parent, to a friend, anybody who needs it. But today we're going to really get past that. We're going to talk about the Clemson spring game. And we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs after that. So I think the one thing with the spring game, the one thing we try to do is find a reaction, find a story. And especially with football, you don't have a lot in the spring to talk about. You have free agency. That's a period of two weeks of information. We have the draft, which is about two weeks of information, the what-ifs, the mock drafts, and then eventually – we get the draft. And so for the spring game, we see, okay, we have a football game and the Clemson community is like, oh man, Kate Klubnick's coming into town. How is it going to be? What's the quarterback battle looking like? What's our offensive line going to do? What about our receivers? What about this? What about that? Who fills which hole? So it's always, we try to condense it and we try to make it into something it's not. The spring game for me has always been a glorified get-together. The players have their practice, and the fans get to be in Death Valley again. Now, Death Valley is currently under under construction, and it was freezing cold, so (laughs) you take it for what it's worth. But overall, I enjoyed absolute heck out of it. I got to talk to Mr. Collins, so if you're watching this, shout out to you, man. You're a great time and super energetic, exactly how it was in person. So much fun. But I think what I've told everyone that's asked is just don't overreact to it. This is going to be a very bare bones. The defense is going to look great. They're going to fly around like they do. Everyone's going to look super athletic. But there's two things we got to keep in mind. One, 
I don't think Dabo or anybody is really enthusiastic about showing people all of our great secret plays for the offense. We don't want to show anything. And secondly, everybody's split up. So if one position looks weaker than the other, it is more or less attributed to the fact that the depth is all over the place. It's not because we're lacking in one area or the other. The offensive line is split in half. The receiver group is split in half. The quarterbacks split in half. DB split in half. So maybe certain areas look weaker than others, but that's really not the case. And you might be saying, well, is that a cause of depth? Not necessarily, because you're having to split a roster into two separate teams with a lot of depth, a lot of backups. So you have an opportunity for the younger guys to get experience, the backups to get experience. It's really fun to see some of these guys. We had a guy that caught Cade Klubnick through his first touchdown pass to Malcolm Green. You have just a lot of great, great stuff. I love the spring game. There's so much just fun and there's so much depth and you get to see a lot of what Clemson's all about. Dabo gets to have fun. They get to be energetic. Everything feels more lax in a sense, if that makes any, any real sense, really, to be honest, but there's just so much fun going around. So I don't want you guys to be like, Oh no, there's only a score of 15 to seven. Our offense is going to be weak this year. No, that's not the case. We had starting receivers out. We had Will Shipley out. We had Kobe pace out. So we had a lot of moving parts, a lot of players that aren't going to play in this game because, hey, again, we'd rather have them for the summer and the fall to be able to be ready for what's to come. So don't get too worried about it. It is more or less just a fun practice, and it's something to really enjoy. I think that the quarterbacks look good. There's a couple throws that I could have maybe I wish could have gone a different way. But yet again, it's the spring. It's the spring. There's plenty of time to clean up the little things and let this play out naturally, let it flow naturally. I love the spring game. I love it every year. I've been, I enjoy it. I just, I like seeing where we're at. And I think we're in a good spot. I think the defense is flying around. That's going to be our identity again. It's going to be defense and running the football with explosive plays from our receivers. We are going to be fine. So Clemson Nation, do not worry. We're going to be all good. Loved what I saw from the defense. Loved what I saw from the defensive line. Xavier Thomas, Barrett Carter. A lot of great players are going to make great contributions this year. We got a couple new guys coming in that are going to be absolute studs. So just get ready for that. It's going to be really interesting and it's going to be really fun to watch. And so before we wrap up this section of the show, I want to talk quickly about Tiger Woods. And I know with Tiger, it comes with a lot of controversy. And you're like, wait, are you talking about golf on a football podcast? Yes, I am. I'm talking about golf. Not more or less the game because half the time, I'm not really sure what's happening, and I don't really know. If you are Sam or Cannon or McGregor, you've seen my golf game. It's not the best, so there's that. But I just want to commemorate. He was in a car accident months ago, and just the recovery in that timeline. The ultimate competitor, I know he didn't do his best, and he probably wanted to do better than what he got, but the ultimate competitor still resides him at 46 years old, which is crazy. It's crazy to think Tom Brady's 45 playing football. This guy's playing golf at a high level, being able to play at the Masters of all tournaments. It is super impressive to see, and it's super fun to watch. I loved it. There are people in my, my Clemson classes watching it just for the fact that Tiger Woods was playing in it, and it was such a big deal. And I don't, we don't bring up golf much. We don't bring up a lot of other sports besides football and basketball mainly. But when these kinds of events happen, I love to touch on them and give my perspective especially if you're curious about it. If you're like a golf fan, you'd be dying to hear what I think about Tiger Woods, which I don't know if you are, but if this was what you were waiting for, then I hope you got what you wanted. 
but I really don't have much other to add to that conversation other than how impressive it was and just fun to watch. It drew me into golf, and that takes a lot is all I'm going to say. It takes, I think the casual fan gets drawn in when the big names and the big stars put on big performances regardless of the sport. You're going to go watch football for Tom Brady. You're going to go watch basketball for LeBron to see the Lakers, see Kevin Durant. You're going to go tune into baseball to see Shohei. You're going to go see the Yankees with uh, Aaron Judge. You're going to go see a lot of different things. You see boxing. Jake Paul now is his name that I will go buy a pay-per-view for Jake Paul or Conor McGregor or hockey, for example. If you're a Bruins fan, you want to see pasta. You want to see something like pastaroni. You want to see something like that. You see, as the sports keep going, I start to kind of be like, uh, but you, you see what I mean? The stars draw the casuals in for the diehards. They'll watch it. If it's the backups of the starters, they don't care. They're going to be there for the sport that they love, but the big stars bring out the, even the ones that come out of the rabbit hole that don't watch it often. So that's what golf does. That's what Tiger Woods does for golf for the masters. So guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. When we get back, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. Plan schedule has been released. The threat that the Nets pose, no LeBron James and dark horse teams like the Boston Celtics and the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 79. Today, we're here to talk about the Tiger Woods Masters return. We're here to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're here to talk about the spring game. So all of that and more. Today, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. I have the standings pulled up on my phone because I really was waiting for the playing game to kind of self, sort itself out. So as it stands right now in the Eastern Conference, and I think it will be final, I've checked. We have Miami at one, so they hold home court advantage for the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics at two. Milwaukee Bucks at three. 76ers at four, Toronto Raptors at five, Chicago Bulls at six, and then the play-in games are Brooklyn and Cleveland, and Atlanta plays Charlotte. For the East, or for the West, we have Phoenix at one, overwhelmingly. We have Memphis at two, Golden State at three, Dallas at four, Utah at five, Denver Nuggets at six, the play-in games are Minnesota versus L.A., and the New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs. That's what you think about. San Antonio at 10 with Popovich? What? That's crazy. So what I really want to get into with this playoff is just more of a, more or less a preview. And as the playoffs amp up, we will talk more basketball on this podcast. We talked about March Madness for a little bit. So we'll talk about what I think about the playoffs moving forward. Obviously, one of the biggest things is that there's no LeBron James. And we did talk about on the show when you have – these big names like Russell Westbrook being brought in, I was like, hey, I don't know. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. And it ended up not doing so. The Lakers missed the playoffs, didn't even make the play-in game. This was a fragile roster, and it fell apart very fast. This was a mess to watch all season. LeBron James was fantastic as usual, but even he couldn't carry this roster. It's a mess. And I can actually say I'm really excited to see how that progresses. It's very fun to see how NBA free agency pans out. It's one of my favorite times of the year just because of the absolute chaos of it. Basketball to me embraces a lot of that chaos and just runs with it. The NFL feels more tame and calm, even where with their crazier moments, it just feels a little more controlled. The NBA is just all over the place. It's crazy. But for one thing that I think we don't need to overreact to 
there's this general vibe I get around like the Twitterverse and all this that I read is that Brooklyn is a threat. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they go on this unreal run with Kyrie and KD, but this still reeks of a roster with a ton of problems. A lack of a really solid defense. I think the Nets with Kyrie Irving and KD, they pose a threat, but there's not really a, a guy that amongst that can generate help when KD and Kyrie, they play against the Miami Heat. They play against Boston or Milwaukee. All really good defensive teams. What happens when they get shut down? Who's going to be that guy that steps up or can carry the load? Can it be Joe Harris, who shoots a lot of threes and is really efficient at it? Could it be LaMarcus Aldridge? Something like that. It looks like they're potentially going to beat the Cavs in that playing game and play Boston. A lot of people would take Brooklyn in that matchup. And I think if the Celtics can get, who have also been on an unbelievable run in the second half, it's been unreal to see, and you can kind of see in the back, I'm a big fan. But I was a big fan of the run, a big way of how Coach Udoka has been able to handle that. Boston is one of those dark horse teams. If they, Even if they get matched up with Brooklyn and they can get out of that matchup, they have home court until they potentially play Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. I like their odds if they can get out of that matchup. Not saying Brooklyn's an easy out. or I'm not saying that Brooklyn will be an easy series because it's probably going to be the toughest series out of the entire first round. But I think that Boston has the capability to do it. They have the defense to do it. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are on fire. I actually cannot wait. Other than that, I don't really believe in Miami as a one seed. That's going to be my big one out of all this. I like Philadelphia to come out of the East in the other side of the bracket. I, I would pick Boston Philadelphia right now as my Eastern Conference final. As for the Western Conference, Phoenix has been unreal. And I didn't really know where Phoenix was going to go after the season. I thought potentially there was room for a drop-off, room for them to still be a playoff team, but not really compete at the same level in the year that they made the incredible finals run and they were just a game short of taking it all in game seven. But there's other teams on the play. There's other teams in the mix too. Golden State Warriors are back and they're so much fun to watch. The Mavericks are dangerous with Luka Doncic. The Memphis Grizzlies are finally the team that they drafted John Morant. They What they envisioned when they drafted John Morant, who's unreal and probably will win the MIP award. The MVP, I think, probably is going to go to Joel Embiid, who just won the scoring title. That is insane for center. First to do so since Shaquille O'Neal. Now, that's very impressive, you ask me. The play-in matchups, I think New Orleans is going to be able to at least beat San Antonio. I think the LA Clippers, just their talent, I think they'll be able to come out on top and play that eight seed. I think whoever comes out of that will get demolished by Phoenix and Memphis, respectively. I do think it's Memphis, Golden State, and Phoenix, and then the kind of the rest of the conference. I did say that Dallas is dangerous, but Memphis does something like Phoenix where they play this unreal just team ball. They play such good. They just are so solid on both sides of the court. It's just unreal. Phoenix is unreal too. Chris Paul, even without Chris Paul, I think they've still been able to dominate the majority of the time. They're 64 and 17. Definitely didn't see that one coming. This team that the Suns have finally built around Devin Booker, it's what they've envisioned. It's exactly what Memphis has built. Memphis has been either average or terrible for like a majority of my lifetime besides a couple playoff runs. That is crazy to see with John Morant. I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I think Phoenix having that home court advantage is going to be really what decides it all. And it's going to be a very, it's going to be very much a deciding factor. Home court in the playoffs is so huge. Playing in places like TD Garden, playing in places like Philadelphia, a hostile crowd, playing in places like Golden State who are used to that kind of championship success. They will be crazy. 
there's so many variables and so many factors that we have to take into this as I'm just so excited to see how it turns out. You guys should leave your NBA champion predictions below. My NBA finals matchup right now is Boston versus Phoenix. I think Phoenix takes it just because they've been there before. Chris Paul is going to be hungry for that kind of championship title. I know you're going to see the Celtics hat and say, oh, I need to pick the Celtics. But I do think the Celtics are a team that's ahead of schedule. They were struggling with Brad Stevens in that last year, and they really started very slow with Udoka. And it feels like they're ahead of schedule, but they have a team to be able to make a deep run. So I'm very excited to see how that pans out. Out of the all the potential first-round matchups besides Boston, one that I think is going to be a tough out, I really like the factor of the Bucks, now the Sixers and the Raptors, there's an interesting conversation surrounding Toronto and the vaccine rules. A couple Sixers players, I believe, will be ineligible. I think Matisse Thibault might be one. I'd have to read up on that, but that should be a matchup people should look out for. I mean, look at the margin of error, too, in the East as you look at it is insane. 53 and 29, 51 to 31, through second place to fourth place. So the margin of error for these positions have been very slim, very, very tiny. If you can see it on YouTube, doing very tiny finger, but it's just crazy. I can't wait to get into it. Guys, I'm sorry if this podcast, and I, I will reiterate it, has felt a little jumbled and all over the place. It's just been that kind of week for sports. The draft's coming up soon. We'll talk the debate surrounding QBs, potentially do maybe a mock draft. We'll see how that goes. I might have to bring in some reinforcements for that, but I'll keep you guys guessing on who that could be. So we'll kind of wrap that up with just a positive mystery. And I thank you guys as always for tuning in. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Keep this pushing. We're trying to reach 6,000 total listeners on all platforms. And we're trying to get to that 50 estate. So North Dakota, I see you and I hear you. Please tune into my content. But guys, thanks as always for tuning in. Thank you so much for all the support you continue to give to the channel. Have a great week. And as always, take care.